world. Come back. Sort of like a, a flabby, unable to really get everything that needs doing. Yeah, the, the, the only noises that leave my face are, uh, are just the wind escaping from my rolls. <laughs> I didn't necessarily mean you were chubby. I meant my. I meant that my. I meant that my skills at sort of <laughs> podcasting have got a little hefty. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I guess. I guess we'll just hit the intro sting and just roll with it from when it happens. This will just Max... go to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone ready. Yes. I want mutes off of everyone, just because I know what Sam's like. Could have a bit of... Hello, like, hello, hello, and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip Podcast, the NFL podcast. <laughs> 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 hello, 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 and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip Podcast, the NFL podcast by Brits. We are in partnership with Gridiron Extra, and we are returning for our third season. So yeah, on we begin with me, Ed. Me, Emma. I'm Sam. I'm Max Saito. And I'm Tom. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Stiff Upper Lip off-season Wild West. Just flubber-fun. We have some exciting news from all around the NFL that we have got to catch up on. But first... How the Dickens are all three of you? So, right, Tom, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sick. Um, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, all right, no good. complaints. All right. Glad we got that sorted. Yeah, pleasantries out of the way. We were sort of discussing before I hit record <laughs> that I've forgotten all hosting duties, and and that was probably our most awkward intro since the pilot. So let's it's go. Okay. We can we can lean real heavy on the soundboard. We can. <laughs> um, that's a good plan, Matt, uh, Sam. Right. Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hello, friends I have met. The NFL... TVBC show. Um... In our sort of lengthy hiatus, the NFL went a bit mad. We got basically all three phases of off-season free agency and we're approaching the draft. But just in case anybody hasn't been keeping up to date, we're here to wrap up everything that's happened over the last nine weeks or whatever. Yeah, everything you need to know. We're here to verbatim read every single thing off the NFL's roster transaction wire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to read every single over-the-cap entry for the past, like, ten weeks. Signed, Kyla Fackrell to a reserves future contract. (laughs) For your division, is how you should say, because we've decided that to speed things up for our own note-taking process, which hasn't happened. Um, we were all going to split it into each of us taking one division each. Um, so I've been assigned the North. Max has the AFC West. Ed has the AFC South. And uh, Sam has the AFC East. We're just doing the AFC in this episode. And the NFC will come just slightly further down the line with a slightly different division order. But for the AFC... 
we are going to wrap everything up. And I feel like it would be no better place to start than with the Super Bowl runner-up Cincinnati Bengals, who, uh, well, if you're going to look at who's going into next season with the with the wind behind their sails, it's going to be the team that was just in the big game, um, who, you know, what does everyone think to their free agency moves, which are Hayden Hurst signed a one-year deal, Lyle Collins signed from the Cowboys, a big improvement on the offensive line, Ted Karras, also, Alex Kappa. Max is wearing a tenant's cap and, and pulling his face around. Um, Eli Apple re-signed. Trey Flowers. Jesse Bates has been franchise tagged. Just a whole host of important moves for the Cincinnati Bengals to hopefully build on the momentum of last season. Thoughts, everyone? It was a bit uninspiring, wasn't it? A little bit. Did anyone think that they wouldn't just fix the O line? <laughs> Not really. O line pickups: Ted Karras, Lyle Collins, who always misses games. Um, <laughs> Alex Kappel won a ring like two years ago, and is a very, very dependable guard. Um, I mean, they've certainly, unlike Bengals of yesteryear, they they have actually like identified a weakness, unresolved it, or attempted to. Yeah, with actual so, like, money being thrown at the issue as well, which is very unlike the Bengals' owners. So maybe yeah. having their their players being able to train indoors and not having to wade out to the banks of the river. Seeing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe having them not in like the the cold, the cold, blustery wasteland of the west side of Cincinnati or whatever, um, that might help. But you also need players who can play, and I guess it could work out. They haven't really made any massively splashy to me. Um, pickups, like... They're treating Lyle Collins as a splashy one, but you're absolutely right. Like He has consistently missed games. I feel like, to me, it's, it's a bit of a red flag when you pick up a player from the Cowboys because historically with the Cowboys, if they want to keep a guy, they, they can keep a guy. Like, under Derrick Jones, they've not really had problems with losing guys they wanted to keep. So, obviously, we know he's had health issues. and You know, is, is that a bit of a red flag? Maybe. It, it, it could go well, but there's also quite a few timelines where it, it doesn't go well and they look like they've sort of move laterally rather than forwards. I mean, Hayden Hurst for CJ armor is a very lateral move at tight end. Um, it my might, worry... might even be a little bit of a down drop because, I mean, Uzama missed a fair bit of time, but Burrow really liked having him in, in involved in the passing game especially. I don't, I don't really see very like much out of Hayden Hurst other than like occasional dump-offs. He never really clicked in Baltimore or Atlanta, so like, mm. maybe being like the out and out number one might be his thing. Um, I was I was speaking to Kieran a little bit a little while ago, and he said that like the Jesse Bates franchise tag, like that he's now convinced that Jesse Bates will leave in free agency next year. He said that their their inability to get a deal done before the deadline basically means that Bates is gone. So I think it's good that they've managed to get him for one more year. 
It's possible, but you know, if 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 the team's competitive again and they have an offer that they put on the table, the question is: Have they paid? Have they done the the least Cincinnati thing possible and actually paid other players <laughs> to the point where they can't afford? Jesse I don't Bates? know. Look at look at look at like um, the safety market. It's not really NFL teams aren't viewing safeties right now as a, as a you know as like a a really important piece they need to play like, like you wouldn't have thought normally that a guy like Tyron Matthew would still be on the market like a week from the draft but he is just simply because safeties aren't getting paid right now but like how much is it in the grand scheme of the NFL I don't think the Bengals are really one that we should spend too much time talking about because they're kind of yeah, like we said, it it, it could go either way. They've they've not really done anything that makes it well. Yeah, wow. <laughs> were they were they ever gonna make that kind of move after the season they've had and their faults were so glaring? I don't know. Like they've got. It, it remains to be seen whether their success, I think, is is replicable next year or whether it is a bit like capturing light in a bottle. Learning in a bottle, you you think looking at their skill position players that they can compete, but I think what well, I mean, what are their needs in the draft? I would I would think like linebacker and probably cornerbacker are areas where they'd really want to look to improve. Well, I think corner is a very big one. I think uh, corner is a big one, and I feel like they still see Eli Apple as a solution to a problem that Eli Apple causes. Um, is that? Is that Mike, <laughs> Mike Hilton is a great slot guy. Uh, they just signed Trey Flowers as well. Um, yes. But like, they could they could still maybe do with a little bit more beefing up, and especially in that position. So, you know, there's a weird number of Trey Flowers in the NFL, right? That's the Trey Flowers who used to play in Seattle. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And he, not he the was... Trey Flowers who used to play in Trey Detroit. <laughs> you know. If, if if I had a penny for every time there was a trade flowers in the NFL type defense, I'd have to. Um, yeah, I think I don't know some of these guys in on the Bengals defense I've never heard of, and they just went to the Super Bowl. Who the hell is Jermaine Pratt? Um, he's the inside linebacker. He's the guy who's next to Logan Wilson, who is great. And Pratt is like a sort of strong side linebacker who they could they could replace. Like if you. When you consider the, the the depth of the linebackers in this year's draft, like it's a bit it's a bit stars and scrubs at the moment for Cincinnati, um, and that's not really where you want to be when your QB's still on the rookie deal. So I think they've got work to do um, in an AFC that is generally this year. Obviously, we'll talk about it, has taken leaps and bounds, but for sure, for sure. All right, let's move on to one of the other divisions and and hopefully be able to rattle through. Um, some of the less important news than uh, the, well, Super Bowl runner-up, Bengals. Um, Ed, would you be happy to talk about anyone in the AFC South, or would we rather leave you to last and just rattle through names like uh, on a teleprompter? To be clear, it doesn't matter if you'd like to. You have to. That's the conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I sort of drew the cyanide pill for this one. Um uh, you know what? I want to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh. Is that okay? That's absolutely... Um, I mean, we're going to have to anyway, what? so go on then. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> the Doug Peterson Jacksonville Jaguars, by the way. So, let that sink in. He's back. Um, their free agency class was... Would you like me to run through... The... 
Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, Evan Engram. Bolus oh, yeah. <laughs> Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, right? That they they did pull off the best um free agency pickup in the whole class for me, which was picking Foye Olicon out of um Atlanta because he is genuinely brilliant. Do you know the just to quickly stop you, I feel like the main the main thing about Jacksonville's moves is not the players that they brought in, but the money they spent on said players. Just quickly oh, yeah. reiterate just how much money they actually spent on guys like Kirk, Jones, <laughs> Concrete Hands, like and Grimm. Free agency. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's less of a free agency and more of we will pay you one and a half times what you're worth to get you to come and play in our shit all. <laughs> like, the, Jag, the Jags this year didn't do free agency. They did two agency. They're that far behind everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is true. They have spent an inordinate amount of money. Let me find the Christian Kirk. Comment. I have. I, I actually have the. Curious. I have the figures right here. Um, Kirk four years, seventy two million dollars. Thirty seven of that guaranteed. Um, Engram just a one year deal, but it doesn't say they signed uh, Zay Jones to a three year, twenty four million deal. Uh, Foyer Aluakon, three-year, forty-five million deal with twenty-eight million guaranteed. It's a lot of money, but that I mean, Aluakon is incredible as an inside linebacker. I will throw that. He's, he's solid. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not Luke Keekley. We're not talking about Ryan <laughs> well, you know, He's just a guy, right? If you need a guy to collect an onside kick from the toe of Young Way Koo, then. He's a guy. But that's about the only thing I can remember him doing in his career. <laughs> I mean, I I like I like him and I will sort of like back him to the hill, but and I like Fatakasi as well, but you with this draft class and with this sort of like new dawn in Jacksonville, it just feels like they've got more players to do the same. Like there aren't they have no elite talent other than they potentially Trevor Lawrence depending. They lost DJ Chark and replaced him with Kirk and Zayjo. Yeah, I mean, DJ Chalks, I get why they moved on, because he's spent, like, the last couple of seasons really floundering after that sort of, like, breakout 2019. But I, um... I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a false dawn in Jacksonville, because it's more of the same. Like, they haven't... They filled holes on their roster, but not with players that are necessarily above average. They've just overpaid average guys to come and play in Jacksonville. And that is a house of cards. Remember when people were, like, head coaches were openly saying they didn't want to go to the Jags because of Trent Balky and he's still there? Yeah. Why? What was that all about? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, he is, like, famously, like, one of the most treacherous men to deal with, like, in terms of... Surely he must be on the way out. Like, if this year doesn't... describing him as some sort of maelstrom man? <laughs> that was so bad. I don't, I don't even, even have any words for it. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that they've brought in like Rick Spielman, like to basically say, Trent, like calm down, stop paying these ridiculous amounts of money. <laughs> like we've got another guy in who, here who's going to tell you that that's not a good thing to do. It signifies that he might be on his way out, but. I don't know. A rising tide lifts all boats. 
<laughs> it might just be that the standard of the team will increase. Right, the, tide right now, job. the tide right now in Jacksonville is like, you know when they say like before a massive tsunami hits and the water drops really far back <laughs> up and you start ancient like ruins of the past? That's basically what's happening. I've literally seen lower, like this is the lowest tide I've seen from a trend and I used to live in Nottingham. This is preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I kind of understand it because I do think like Valky must be aware that he's probably out soon if they don't start like doing something and it's not like people of you know it's not like real premium like blue chip players are going to want to go to Jacksonville so you may as well overpay for people in that like middle rung to actually get them because I... you might be fucking fired next year anyway. So why I mean, don't you pay Christian Kirk what, like what if, all what if, your money? And this is a bit of a stretch of the imagination. Now that the biggest terrorist in the NFL, Urban Meyer, is, has been dismissed, what if, I don't know, Trevor Lawrence plays at an average level, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, maybe we can actually attract some players to come and play with him. Oh, uh, we're paying Christian Kirk a 40 million day cap, or I don't know what the guarantees are, but... Domestic terrorist. Urban. <laughs> <laughs> no fly list urban, they call them. Maybe they just wanted to to put out an image that, you know, we hired this real shithead. We can be cool too. Like, hey, take this duffel bag with a dollar sign on it. They want I think we need like to move on. Yeah, I feel like we spent a little bit too long with Jacksonville. Um, one of the, well, another couple names that didn't get mentioned Brendan Schiff has signed with Jacksonville um, and Cam Robinson has signed the franchise tag. So, you know, I mean, at least he's, Trevor Lawrence is going to be kept up, right? Maybe for like nine games next season. Oh, yeah. Franchise tagging Cam Robinson will fix it. Yeah, franchise tagging <laughs> Cam, Cam Robinson is like, you know, when you like, you buy a new tag, like a thing of shower gel or whatever, but you use what's left in the bottle first. Yeah, like that's sure. franchise tagging Cam. All right, Sam? Who in the East do you want to look at first? Um, I feel like we've been very up and down because we talked about the Bengals and the, <laughs> the Jags. Um, I'll, I'll say the Jets, I guess. Um, so we can get that out of the way. Um, they've had some interesting like pickups. They did manage to get Lake and Tomlinson, which I think is fantastic. And, you know, Probably one of slash maybe the best guard like available, but there's at least a case to be made for it. Uh, they picked up CJ Uzama, they picked up Jordan Whitehead, Isla Conklin, um, Greg the fucking leg. <laughs> I miss I miss the Greg the leg to the Big Apple story. Yeah. Um. I think this free agency is most kind of seems like it's been mostly punctuated by them not being able to get a receiver in after trying so hard for Hill and I think they were in for Amari Cooper as well. Um I don't think I don't think they've had a terrible off season so far. Um they lost Fatty Cassie but you know you can what probably a move pick that up. is. I know. Imagine going from 
<laughs> Serviceable. Imagine going from the Jets to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then off Marcus made to the Saints, which, you know, that's okay. Do you reckon we've, we've held desperate they are for a receiver? They're picking fourth and tenth overall. I would be, I'd be, I'd be incredibly surprised. surprised. What if they yeah, did? Incredibly didn't... surprised they didn't. They didn't go receiver. Yeah, I think. I don't think they would take and... a receiver at ten. I think they would, or four, they certainly wouldn't take a receiver at four. I wouldn't expect. Yeah. I mean, there were six or seven probably wide receivers coming up in the draft who, who, who would not be surprising to see them go in the first round. So four, four and ten. You don't. I don't think there'd be many suitors for four because there's not no. many genuine standout talents. But at ten. There might be some. Yeah, you could maybe trade back. You might want to trade back like five or six or seven or eight places, get some picks, and, and you'll still be able to find a, a wide receiver that you'll have a high grade on. So maybe maybe we can expect them to do that. I think the NFL at the moment is full of teams who have loads of first round draft picks uh, and teams who have no first round draft picks, but they've got veteran players, right? <laughs> I think at the moment, there's two distinct schools of thoughts about whether you want. The young players who are under cheap contracts, or whether you want to go out and get your veterans like the Rams did. So, yeah, I don't know. The Jets have got a lot of a lot of gaps in their roster construction. So, yeah, they have. But I think receivers probably the biggest. Rece- yeah, receiver. Yeah, receiver. Receivers. I'm Braxton Berrios, though. Give him twelve million dollars as well. It's a pretty. A pretty nice contract for the sneaky athletic uh, white wide receiver. Remunerated. One thing to one thing to discuss briefly about the Jets is the Mackay Beckton situation, though. Like that's, I mean, maybe rumors of this are incredibly overwrought, and it'll all sort of turn out to be a storm in the teacup. But there is a very real sense in New York, apparently, that he's not the long term answer. Which is, I mean, I guess if they end up taking a. Like align with one of their picks, that's a pretty sure sign that Ecton's out. Otherwise, it seems like, as is, they're probably happy with it. Maybe next year. Maybe that's one that we'll see next year as a need. Because I don't think, as long as he's <coughs> on the team, in, there's no point using a premium pick on a typical. It doesn't really make any sense. They've got like four top 40 picks, so maybe a bit of a double line team. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and also, I'd be remiss to not remind us that Joe Flacco will once again return to be a guiding hand. He's um, he's really Wilson. he's got to stay because Broadway is in New York. He's got to get his job. <laughs> <laughs> They're returning that. I should have been at the first overall pick, Mike White, <laughs> Mormon Boy, and Johnny Unitas QB room. Right? <laughs> for sure. Alright, Max, take your pick in the West because Oh, we can finally talk about an interesting team. Thank <laughs> you. Um, let's talk about the Bro- the Denver Broncos. Uh go 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 Broncos? <laughs> what was it? That's gonna take what? some games. Go it? horse. What, what did he say? Go, um, go Bronx. <laughs> Mount up. Um, <laughs> Mount up, <Ryder. laughs> Broncos country. 
Oh, God. Uh, he, said, he said so something. much more interesting things happened than what the Broncos <laughs> call themselves. Max, take it away. It's what, it's what Missed Unlimited calls them, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's <laughs> the headliner is they got Russell Wilson. I think the theme that I'm going to be coming back to in the AFC West is you've got bangs of talent, but some question marks over coaching because obviously the Broncos are a team with a first year head coach in. Um... Oh, am I still with you guys? Yeah. Am I still here? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, I can't miss talking about Nathaniel Hackett, who obviously is um, Green Bay. He was the offensive coordinator there. And um, yeah, I think that was part of their plot to try and lure Aaron Rodgers there. They didn't get him. Almost like hours after Rodgers signs his extension, they go and get Russell Wilson. I don't think anyone's going to argue that that's not an upgrade. Um, I think there are kind of more question marks over Russell Wilson than there were early in his career, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, at Cuba, uh, the quarterback room did lose, let's not forget, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. So who's to well, say whether this was a good move or not? Exactly. It is impossible to distinguish. But, I mean, with the receiving talent the Broncos have got there, all they need is someone who isn't a total stiff, and you'd expect them to show a significant improvement. And I don't think Wilson's a total stiff, for the record. So, um, yeah, for me, that's... It was the only move they could have made. Like... They weren't going to be getting Rogers, so I like it for them. the actual yeah, like terms of the deal as well. Are so, are so like weird, almost Madden esque. But you couldn't even make this trade in Madden because there's too many things in there for Madden to be able to actually register it. A fourth round pick. <laughs> uh, sorry, Wilson was traded to the Broncos with a fourth round pick. For two first round picks, two second rounders, a fifth rounder, QB Drew Lock, Noah Fan, and Shelby Harris, all sent back to Seattle. So crazy, oh, crazy deal. Can you imagine the Seattle think pieces that are like Shelby Harris? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Broncos low key still have quite a lot of needs. And they're on the defensive side, which hasn't really been the case. It wasn't really the case in the Fangio era, but I think it's like it might be time to say like, uh, is Bradley Chubb really like? Oh God, (laughs) (laughs) he heard me say that. Um, You know, it might be time to say you know Bradley Chubb is certainly a guy that has still has a lot of potential. He's still young, but is he going to consistently be available? And and is he going to play at that peak? They lost. Justin Reed. Oh no, that was a test. Just... <laughs> I think they've lost a couple of pieces in the secondary. Um, they certainly not the Broncos' defense that you come to expect. But yeah, with Wilson and Hackett, who I do rate as like an attacking like genius, it will be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see a different version of the Broncos that don't score the average like one point two points per drive or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. They've I also got a, they've also got Javon Holland as well, which is like, yeah. is it no Javon Holland, the running back? What's his name? Javante Williams. He's Javante Williams. That's it. Um, yeah. they did pick up Randy Gregory as well, which I thought was pretty nice. Yeah, Randy Gregory for a five-year, seventy million dollar deal, and then they got DJ Jones as well to play on the inside of that D line. Um, Malik Reed, Alex Singleton, they re-signed Kareem Jackson as well for a for a year, so. Some moves were at least made. 
that Randy Gregory one was so weird as well because the Cowboys had basically announced that he'd like wrapped yeah. up a deal, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, Randy Gregory's signing with the Broncos. Great. But you know that it was the same with Zadarius Smith. Do you, know, do you know the reason for this? Right. We'll come on to it a little bit later. So it was the Chandler Jones contract that basically reset defensive ends, and then Randy Gregory and Zadarius Smith were suddenly feeling like they were underpaid at their new places. <laughs> <laughs> so like you sign a contract and then immediately try and renegotiate just quickly after like one team from each division so far this is definitely like the free agency that reset a lot of people's um value reset I'd a lot say. Of market. Uh, it yeah. reset the market in almost like every key position i felt um so we'll we'll keep an eye on that because there's still some names out there um that could still get paid but um, we turn our attention to, I think I'm going to turn our attention to a nice, easy one to wrap through. The Baltimore Ravens. Do a speed, speed round. The speed round? What, for like everyone in this second bracket? Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I'm going to pick the Ravens, who basically just re-signed a bunch of their key players and got Marcus Williams for the se- uh, for the secondary as well. They'll also the the big thing for the Ravens isn't their free agency; it's their injury list. Because if they can get all of those pieces back, it'll be like having like eighteen free agency signings in one year. So, great piece of business to re-sign Patrick Ricard, Calais Campbell, getting Michael Pierce and Morgan Moses, um, and then obviously yeah, Marcus Williams, five year, seventy million dollars with thirty-seven guaranteed. That's going to be a strong Ravens team next year. Anyway, second division. Uh, Ed, back to you. Uh, the light-in team for me to discuss then very quickly is the Tennessee Titans. Um, they basically upgraded uh, the sort of hole that Julio Jones left by picking up Robert Woods. We, even though coming off a sort of a season-ending injury, that feels like maybe the right thing to do. The first order of business for Tennessee, though, was getting the band back together and carrying on. They've, they've managed to keep Brett Curtin, which was a real concern <laughs> going into this, that he might be poached. Um, I think the only other thing to say, really, the only other thing really to say about the Titans is that the Chickens are going to come home to roost next year. There is a huge amount of players who are on one year or like one year with avoided year deals that they like this, this squad for the 2023 season could look so different. Hmm. That's okay. They'll save money by paying Teddy Bridgewater to play quarterback for them. Well, they got they got Harold Blandry in um, back in on a five year five year deal, so that's at least covering him. But yeah, that could be a, an interesting next season. Um, happy to move on, Ed. Yeah, any yeah. obvious holes, Sam? Um, any obvious holes? I mean, the biggest hole that I can find is tight end because they they have no one, as far well, as I can tell. They got Austin Hooper. They did they get Austin Hooper? Yeah, on a one year, <laughs> on a one year deal. They also signed Jeff uh, Jeff Swaim, so they have two tight ends this free agency. Are you sure? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Jeff? Um, all right then. Well, in that case, the I mean, the need probably it does turn back to someone else who can pick catch the ball from Ryan Tannehill because like Nick Westbrook Aquino being your third choice wide receiver is not the way to go. Look for a wide receiver with that sort of like late first round pick. Cool. Sam? AFC East. 
Um, I think the least interesting one to talk about that's left is probably the Patriots. Um, it's this has been. I think the Patriots have made one good move um, and arrested very confusing to me. Um, they got Devontae Parkerin from Miami, which I think is a pretty great, you know, addition for relative peanuts. Um, I, they haven't really brought that many people in um, of no anyway. Um, they brought in Jabril Peppers. Eh, they brought in Ty Montgomery running back. I can't believe he's still in the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ty Montgomery yeah. seems like he's been bouncing around practice squads for the best part of like five years now. He's like 30? He's got to be close to 30. It's they, funny we were mentioning Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler is back on the Patriots. That is such a Patriots thing to do, is to sign just like a guy from like you let him go and then they not that it doesn't they don't enjoy themselves that much elsewhere and you just bring back. <laughs> we've seen we've seen the yo yo, the um, Patriots yo yo on so many occasions. Back. And of course yeah, they, they re signed Matt Slater. So that's comforting. Traded for Mac Wilson. Picked yeah. up, uh, um, managed to re-sign yeah. Trent Brown. Yeah, Chase Winovich in that Wilson um, trade. Um, you see Jackson's gone. They traded runner. Shaq Mason um, to Tom Brady's team. That was weird. For a, like a fifth round pick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Shaq Mason trade, I don't understand it anyway. Um, and the final kind of Dagger to the heart. They have lost Gordon Olszewski. We'll come under him later. <laughs> All right. I love when I get to find out about off-season moves when a Google byline starts with special teams ace. <laughs> All right. Max, AFC West, take your pick for who's going to get a lightning round. Should have should have saved the Broncos. Well, it's kind of hard to. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the AFC West this summer. Um, I'm gonna have to pick the Kansas City Chiefs, um, which is a funny thing to say. Um, ignore that sound, please. That was my Kansas City Chiefs ring. Uh, it, it goes. I've rigged it to go up every time I I think about um, Juan Thornhill. Um, so they they obviously lost Tyreek Hill, um, which was. <laughs> quite unexpected I think it's fair to say that escalated extremely quickly um, they replaced him with Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling who if you added them together is probably about three fifths of the player that Tyreek Hill was in that system I mean wide receiver is definitely a need but in theory you'd like to say that the quarterback play would elevate the talent around him in theory um, yeah they got Justin Reed. It was quite quiet otherwise. I'm, I guess you could say they brought in Ronald Jones, but I won't waste my breath. Um, it's kind of a key <laughs> draft for the... They've got something like four picks in the top 100 or or maybe more. So it's kind of a key draft for this era of Chiefs football because with the guaranteed contracts that are going out in the moment, I know Mahomes obviously is, is signed for in, until, what, 2030 or, or something like that? 2031 maybe? But I kind of think that... <clears throat> There's going to be a holdout because he's got a lot of leverage, and 
maybe like in a few years' time, you will you will see him asking for like a one year extension and, and rework that money. Um, it's possible. And when you get into that situation, it's well documented. You've got a franchise quarterback you have to pay to the detriment of the talent around him. And I think if the Chiefs miss, if the Chiefs miss on picks this year, two years time. Kelsey's getting older, you know, they've got some pieces on the offensive line who are getting older. The Chiefs could genuinely end up being one of the most talent-poor teams in the NFL. And that's quite weird to say, but at the moment, they've only got a few players you'd hang your hat on. Like, obviously, you've got a few nice pieces on the offensive line, Creed Humphrey, um, Orlando Brown Jr. You've got, obviously, Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes. That helps having Patrick Mahomes. But, when you're looking at these other positions, you know Brett Veach needs to have a big, a big, uh, a big draft. I think because I mean he had a big draft last year. Creed Humphrey and Nick Bolton, like with your he first did. two picks. Nick, Nick Bolton is is a very short tackler, but he's a bit more in like the mold of a run stuffer than like a true, you know, field captain of the defense. If that makes sense, so. He plays alongside, um, I guess it's Willie Gay, and and that isn't overly inspirational to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they need they need some like impact players to come in because, yeah, I mean, God knows Chiefs fans are, are fed up with me, Cole Hardman. <laughs> I think the clock is starting to tick on that Clyde edwards hilaire pick as well. So, let's see, maybe Mahomes and and uh, Kelsey come in by themselves. Speaking of clock starting to tick, that was meant to be the lightning round. Um... What is- <laughs> there's still so many teams that are way more interesting okay um i'm gonna go back to the north and get the final team without really any controversy out of the way um this off season and a very transitional year for the pittsburgh steelers as mitchell trubisky will be leading from under center um signed a two-year 14 million dollar deal um so you know paying back up money for your starter that's that's not half bad for a veteran as well um obviously it is also mitchell trubisky though so i was about to say that was polishing a turd right there <laughs> yeah that was ultimate turd polishing um yeah. they also signed they also signed james daniels uh on a three-year deal from the bears which very very accomplished run blocking guard, I think. Um, Mason Cole to play center, which was a massive need. Uh, Miles Jack is in at, mid- at middle linebacker alongside Brian Flores, who joined the team as an offensive, well, sorry, as a linebacker's coach and a defensive assistant. Uh, so oh, I think that that's a pretty. Made, you made- a little bit like he was going to be playing the will. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, um. Akello Weatherspoon is back. He had a great end to last season. Um, really proved it. And Levi Wallace, Arthur Mowlett, Miles Killebrew. They they've made a lot of very smart moves to address a fair amount of holes while also still leaving a little bit of money left in the tank and also still having like a, a fairly decent set of draft picks. This is a pretty decent sort of baseline for the Steelers. Um, sadly, it's not all been roses for the Steelers and in general for the NFL as a backup quarterback and potentially 
maybe battling to start this season, uh, Dwayne Haskins, an Ohio State absolute legend, sadly passed away um, very recently in a car accident in Florida. So um, very, very sort of sad news, really, about the about the Steelers. Um, but yeah, sad day for yeah. all in the NFL. A guy that unfortunately Adam Schefter had to throw in there about his about his struggles but there was one thing that you could say about Dwayne Haskins and that is that he was an incredibly popular figure within the locker room um, for everyone that yeah. he played for so um, we wish his family all the best and yeah not 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 a great way to sort of end a, a massive free agency signings by having a guy that, that I mean by all accounts the organisation thought like incredibly highly of him. I mean, he was working out with all of the starters down in Florida um, when this whole accident happened. So, yeah, not not great. But there you go. That's that's the Steelers signings. Um, happy to move on. Okay, is it um, is it me to take it up next? It is. Yeah. Uh, the team. I, I suppose the team I actually wanted to talk about the most. I'll save till last. So um, we'll talk about the Indianapolis Colts if we can now. Uh, the biggest sign-in has to be the fact that Carson Wentz has left and in his place comes maybe the safest pair of hands in the whole NFL in Matt Ryan. Like in terms of in terms of a man with like the the high now. Are Matt, you Matt thinking Ryan's, of the goalkeeper, Matt Ryan? No, I'm thinking of the fact that his like <laughs> his like ceiling and floor is basically a line at this point, but he's still. He's still markedly better than Carson Wentz. He's probably better than Philip Rivers was. He's better than Brissett was. So at least the Colts are sort of going to be experiencing higher than average to average QB play for a team that like all that, that was all they really needed last year. Like just someone to manage the game, to help them out and let them win. And I think that they... The the thing that stuck out to me most for the Colts is that they don't have a first round pick, but they do have this sort of like early second round pick where one of these QBs is going to fall. Is it a, is it a Sam Howell? Is it a Matt Corral? Is it a Desmond Ritter? That's the one that really is speaking to me in that sort of like forty third, forty second overall pick. But I think that um, their biggest need other than that for me is safety, like. Starting in this day and age with Justin Blackman and Kari Wills as your two starting safeties is... Hey, Rodney McLeod. I'm not. <laughs> Anyone who's played in the Eagles secondary that isn't Darius Slay is a cursed, cursed object in my mind. <laughs> Andrew Sendejo? Yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, more of the same for the Colts, but only with and not like hopefully more dependable play from Matt Ryan and the third year fireworks from Jonathan Taylor. Hmm. I mean, they had some Stefan Gilmore. Steph Gilmore. Guy. That's true. He only arrived the other day. I hadn't even thought uh, of that. Yeah. Steph, Steph, Steph Gilmore is a great. Yeah. And Gakwe as well. And Gakwe less so for me. Cause I. Wasn't he, he obviously... the Vikings leader of sacks? And he left in week eight. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ngakwe is brilliant against the pass. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's a he's a remarkably good sort of like pass rusher. But against the run, there there maybe isn't a worse run stuffing defensive end in the whole mm-hmm. league than Yannick Ngakwe. So that's a, that's like, a ballsy you, call that is. Ed. That's well, a ballsy like, call. Must, as it a must start, say a lot about the culture of a team to kind of jump out of a moving car. Are you talking about? Are you talking about two years ago with the Vikings? Because I yes. a thousand percent agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> as 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 a surface, I don't know why we're getting onto this, but as a surface, that it wasn't a safe or nice environment to be. Um, yeah, I I think Ngakwe can thrive, and I think that he can play a, a very decent role in what is an above average defense. But I think they'd be very very wise to consider him a rotational piece at best in early downs. That's fair. Um, all right, Max, AFC East. No, that's not that's not me. It's Sam, AFC East. Sorry, <laughs> I wouldn't touch that with a six foot division touching pole. <laughs> um, I guess um, I thought looking at this division would be worse, but it's it ended up being somewhat of an embarrassment of riches. Um, I guess I'll talk about the Bills because I think the Dolphins obviously they're not as good a team but I think the offseason's been a bit more interesting um, I mean the Bills brought in Von Miller on a huge contract um, which I think is like obviously I think it's like a six year contract Hey, some years? Uh, yeah, six years, $120 yeah. million dollars. 51 in guarantees as well. Yeah, I assume that's a very, like, front-loaded contract. Um, but I think I think it's a pretty great get for them. It's not like they had any glaring holes, but someone like Von Miller, you'd hope, would kind of help to push them over the top. Um, apart from that, they picked up Jameson Crowder, um, which the way the Bills play, I guess there's always going to be a high like turnover of receivers. So they lost Manny Sanders and they lost Cole Beasley. Um, I think Jameson Crowder is a pretty good pickup for them. Um, Roger Saffold, guard um, from the Titans. Uh, OJ Howard. To sit behind Dawson Knox. Um, they get Duke Johnson in at running back, which is, you know, eh. Um, they re-signed Diggs, which is, you know, kind of integral to what they do at this point. Um, and they lost Mitch Trubisky. I feel like that pretty much wraps up the Bills. I don't really have yeah. anything else to mention. I mean, they, they re-signed Shaq Lawson. They extended yeah. Mitch Morse. Yeah. Well, it was never it was never going to be the, the most like splash off-season for a team with so few areas of like need. But I guess in the draft, they'll be looking at like maybe an interior O-line... Maybe I mean it'd be nice to have you know some better running backs 
in that room. <laughs> Zach Moss and Duke Johnson don't exactly get the heart of fluttering. But... Devin Singletree's there, isn't he? Oh yeah, Singletree. I mean, still, yeah. No, your point is that. <laughs> yeah, they're in a they're in a nice position where they can get some nice luxury choices through the door. Yeah, every every yeah. pick is going to be a luxury pick. I mean, all... Every round of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> all they have to do is draft well, though, and I feel like you can. There's a part of me that wants to just pencil them into a Super Bowl. Like all they need to do is like draft a player at the value of the draft pick, and they they'll, you know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Go, yeah. All you have to do is draft well. Really going like inside the <laughs> the GM room here. Okay, so yeah, so Brandon Bean has drafted incredibly well over the past few years. Like, there's a reason they've got Matt Milano. Trey White, Terrell Edmonds, Josh Allen. Yeah. Like, these now, are picks that the man has hit on. Would you be concerned if you were Mr. Bean the Josh Allen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Josh Allen's meteoric rise was in part influenced by having the steady and hand of Mitchell Trubisky in the quarterback room. I really thought you were going to say Brian Dayball, like, offensive genius, but... <laughs> so, like, that should also... Is, is your argument, like, um, he's the anti-Rogers, in that Aaron Rodgers played best when he had, like, sort of a capable backup behind him <laughs> in Jordan Love, but, like, Josh Allen knew that there was an enormous safety net with Mitchell Trubisky so far below him that he Maybe. was playing with the freedom that created... Hey, Maybe. to be fair, apparently Trubisky, very popular guy in the locker room in Buffalo. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not about his talent, but about just his locker room leadership. Yeah, future quarterback guru Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, All right, yeah, go Bill. Max, AFC I remember West. I about the AFC West having bags of talents but questionable coaching. Um, the Raiders. <laughs> uh, Josh McDaniel's um, Las Vegas outfit. Um, their key pickups in the off season. Uh, I don't know Chandler Jones and Bilal Nichols. I think that's about it. Oh, and they re-signed Derek Carr. And they. Um, I think that was it. Was Was there anyone else? I feel like. Um, Is there anything? Keep hold of Kenyon Drake. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking maybe like an old Fresno State player, maybe. You know, yeah, someone who was there when Carl the, was there. The, the Bulldog from yeah. Fresno State. <laughs> yeah, um... okay, so they, they traded over, they traded for Devontae Adams, allegedly. They uh, did oh, that? That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, obviously they went and got Adams and reunited him. It's kind of funny to me to imagine that Devontae Adams was just sat there like, I've got. I simply have got to play with my best friend Derek. It's <laughs> 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 just a, a bit of a funny scenario because he obviously he turned down an equivalent offer if you believe the Packers with the Packers um, to play with Derek Carr, which is very funny. Um, I mean, it it could be a bigger draw than you think when all you've had so far is the most curmudgeonly man. That's not true. He's caught touchdowns from. <laughs> um, Brett Hundley <laughs> Brett. Deshaun Kaiser <laughs> no no um, 
It's fine. It's fine, Derek. It's fine. Um, yeah, no, they've still got quite a lot of needs, I think. Um, interior defensive line, you know, they, they're pairing Chandler Jones, who is probably one of the more mercurial players in the NFL. He's always seems to start a season like, wow, this guy's going to get 29 sacks, and he, you don't hear from him for months. Um, but across from Max Crosby, he's obviously playing well. Um, their offensive line, which was obviously dismantled by John Gruden and friends, um, played better at the end of last year. They sort of went as Colton Miller went, which was kind of a little strange because, yeah, he, he certainly improved, but they could definitely use some help on the offensive line. And then um, safety, I would say, is a need. Linebacker, inside linebacker is probably a need, yeah. Probably a little bit of help required at cornerback as well. So they've got a lot to write home about. I think they've made some flashy plays. I'm on record as a Derek Carr liker. So I think they're set up for some, or at least more success than they were, but Josh McDaniels, I, I don't know. I mean, speaking of splashy, have we uh, have we mentioned Kyle Fackrell? Three sack fack. No, I don't <laughs> think we have. Um, actually, wait, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's how noble that man is. What I mean, yeah, the, 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 I think the question I just wanted to ask is, is the Jonathan Abram over era over in the Raiders? Because obviously Mayrig is like the free safety, but is it is it strong safety that you feel like is the... I don't know. I think there's a few players with the last era of the Raiders who I have questions about going into the season. Darren Mauler's trying to prove that he wasn't a one-hit wonder. Um, yeah, Jonathan Abrams has never quite made Josh Jacobs has never quite lived up to the, He had a nice rookie season, but he's never become like a Joe Mixon or like, a you know, that upper echelon of running back. So lots of questions. The weirdest part about Josh Jacobs, because uh, I, I get this criticism, honestly, but when, when Emma and I went to see Raiders Bears, Josh Jacobs was comfortably the best player on the pitch by like... A literal country mile. Like I have no idea why he came to play in London, but he was well, so much better than anyone else. Play a good team, they would have had a better player on the other side. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so I think I think I am like biased in Josh Jacobs's favor because in the one game that I've seen him physically, he was dominant. He, I don't know. He di- he disappears sometimes. He does disappear. Okay. Let's uh, let's move on to the final team in each division, and probably the the real market teams in terms of their free agency. Um, I'm gonna have to unfortunately talk about the clowns over in Cleveland, where the biggest news story, maybe of the entire off season, is that um, Deshaun Watson has been acquired in a trade with Houston along with a uh, a sixth-round pick, in exchange for three first-rounders, a third-rounder, and two fourth-round picks. He's getting a guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract from Cleveland. And I'm going to just outright put this out here right now. The contract is fucking disgusting because he still has 22 open civil cases of 
sexual misconduct, to put it uh, to put it lightly. And Cleveland, knowing that he might be suspended for the first year, didn't give him any money for this year so that he would get all of it over the next four years. It is disgusting. So that's where I'm starting my fucking Browns point. Your free agency is a joke, and Jimmy Haslam needs to hang his head in shame. The rest of your team doesn't matter, but just in case it did, Amari Cooper has joined the team so that he can be thrown under the bus by someone. David Njoku gets the franchise tag. You know, Chase Vinovich is there. Oh yeah, Denzel Ward is now getting paid a shit ton of money too. But Deshaun Watson... For an organisation that's fan base has just spent the last 18 years crying about Ben Roethlisberger's two cases, you all forgot that fucking quickly as soon as Deshaun Watson came in the door, you jackasses. Fucking Cleveland. <laughs> what if the, the fans didn't put the contracts on the table? The real, the real victim here, Ben Roethlisberger's <laughs> reputation. No, no, I'm not having this to be turned into this. Deshaun Watson can't be allowed to keep getting away with this. There's no. There's oh no, yeah, would you agree with that? There's no point. There's no point scoring here, other than like one nil to uh, human indecency. I guess is the current score. I feel like in the it's NFL, it's okay. definitely more like it's a cricket score. It's it's more like 419 for six at this point. Declared. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even been declared. There's still about four hours left of batting. I'm, a, I'm afraid to say it's afternoon tea and it's not looking like decent tea <laughs> is going to be. <laughs> but no, for, for real, I don't give a shit about what this team does from now on. I didn't really give that much of a fuck about them before, but now, Jesus Christ. Do you want to move on, Tom? Yeah, I do, yeah. Wait, Let's... hang on. <laughs> Let's spend a few more minutes. Uh, this is kind of fun. <laughs> get, get out of here! Get out! I don't want to. Oh, yeah. Fuck off. Take your Andrew Sandeo with you and piss off back down the Ohio <laughs> River with your fucking dick. That's one of the biggest strays of all time. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Sandeo is walking out of this podcast like fucking horror. <laughs> 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 no, honestly, let's, let's not talk about the Browns this season. They we'll waste 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 our time. Yeah, Get the fuck out. And just just to just to sort of let everyone know very quickly, the Browns will be in the Royal Rumble uh, or the over the top rope draft extravaganza, as we tried to get around the name of Royal Rumble, which is copyrighted. But you can guarantee Royal that if I'm picking first, they're over the bleeding top rope. Straight away, get gone. I would say the same, but I guarantee if we do it, I'm gonna forget and accidentally put like the Panthers over or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, Panthers are kind of boring, okay. not morally objectionable, but gosh, oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, the wheels are in motion for for that one to take place. So keep your keep your ears peeled, and maybe just maybe we'll be able to get some additional special guests involved. Last year we had Kev. Will Kev be back? Will we have somebody else instead, or maybe in addition to? Anyway, stay tuned for the royal extravaganza Rumble. of drafting teams. <laughs> oh my god, the ro- 
The Royal Grumble. Did the you Royal not just Grumble. hear that, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> All right. My only other thought in my head that I could have said was the Royal Lee Trundle. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, let's move on. Think Sam. That one's Oh wait, no, no, no it's Ed. Me. Sorry, Ed. Sorry, I forgot about the fact that the AFC South, Ed. Yeah, Houston. You know, sometimes the best thing that you can do to get better is to sever the gangrenous limb and just sort of like, <laughs> like it's a new dawn in Houston and it's a Deshaun Watsonless dawn. Like they, they playing the role of Ernest Shackleton. <laughs> <laughs> Who's <laughs> playing Shafter? Yeah, Is mean, that Joe Flacco? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's there's plenty to be not excited about for the Houston Texans. Like, let's be real. Like, signing Stephen Nelson maybe isn't the the sort of absolute glory pick that we all wanted, but they suddenly have the tools in in sort of like the draft with the first round picks. There, honestly, there is so little to like about this team other than now they have like sort of applied a tourniquet and removed that hideous, like, seething quick, limb. Quick question, though. Put your hand up if you know who the head coach of the Houston Texans is. Oh, it's the Lovey Smith. Right? <laughs> Fucking Lovey Smith, dog. It's Lovey yeah. Smith. Yeah. And <laughs> third trip around the sun. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only, honestly, the only way for the Houston Texans now is up. Like, it might be slow and it might be a long time before they even reach the middle of the mountain. But is at least just... they now have, at least they're out. Like, everything that BOB did to ruin this team is in the back door. Like, the Deshaun Watson saga is in the back door and now they can sort of finally begin to heal. Is it just me or is it like this? It feels like with how this free agency has been applied, as in they have literally signed like at least one of it feels like every position, maybe they've even several so of every position. None of them are of consequence. It, it's it's, it's genuinely like they've started as an expansion team again. We've gone back to it's 2003 like, with Houston. It's a little bit like yeah. they've foolishly gone to the shop on an empty stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, I know that he's like a popular scapegoat in this, but when you are when you are re-signing Camu Grugier Hill to a one-year four million contract, like how are there not better options? That's well, not even a guarantee that you make the roster. <laughs> and the thing is, is they still have the second most active available cap space right now. They yeah, have, four they year have... fifty-two million on the offer on the table uh, from Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell yeah. you who they do have: Marlon Mack. They do. Oh wow! Fresh off of a torn ACL and then being benched <laughs> for a far superior running back. <laughs> there, must be a, there must be a musical cue we can use for this. How about Mack Street back? <laughs> Um, no because the next one I was going to say is like more deserving of a music spike (laughs) no the thing I was going to say is that at the moment Danny Amendola is still still out there in the wilderness are we thinking one more year play it back who will uh, who will 
Who will stoop down to pick up this penny on the floor <laughs> of the NFL? It's like they've got sort of like a dollar bill on a uh, on like a fishing line, and they just stood around the corner just. <laughs> well, Ogbo Ocon Ocaronquo shows up through the. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I like. Harry? I like Ogbo so I can't. I, I I didn't want him to include him in the narrative because I actually think he's alright. He's a Wilkins guy. <laughs> it's, it's like instead of a Heyman guy, it's a Wilkins guy, and it's just Ogbo Ocaronquo. <laughs> It's just defensive ends with African names. It <laughs> is. It literally is. is. All you've said so far is just <laughs> unbelievable. And 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 of course, uh, like nebulous kind of good safeties, free safeties. The thing is, is is um, the thing that I see whenever I'm looking at like the Texans' list of franchise uh, like expansion players is. Where Jacksonville would have given Brandon Cooks seventy million dollars on a three-year deal, and like Chris Collinley on a, let's say three-year twenty-two million dollar deal, they've at least signed everyone for dirt cheap. So it feels as though they've at least not overpaid in their in their splurging. Like Christian Kirksey for two years, ten million dollars. That's fine. Oh That's a fine deal for like. <laughs> Roster fodder. Yeah. It's like it's like someone went just make a team, and they were like, "All right, yeah, <laughs> this is a team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we it's have like, all the players we require." <laughs> it's what happens if you if you are like in a twenty man NFL fantasy team, and you accidentally have it auto pick everything up until like the eighth round and it just picks injury. Oh, I drafted Zach Zenner twice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy, Blake Cashman's playing for me now. Yeah. The most you can say about it is that it is a football team. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, these are at least NFL players. Alright. And the least you can say about it is should we move on? Yeah, let's (laughs) let's move on to to a team that have actually gone out and made a splash. Which is funny. Um, Sam, <laughs> those yes. Miami Dolphins. Those Miami Dolphins. And I know who you're alluding to, Tom. And yes, Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Even down to Miami, baby. Teddy, Teddy. <laughs> um, yeah, Dolphins had a fucking great offseason. Um, we get into people that actually brought in. They re-signed Xavier and Howard. Great. Cool. Very nice. Um, Siki's staying on the franchise tag. Also uh, cool and good. Um, and they re-signed Emmanuel Ogba, who was overperformed for quite some time. Tyreek. Um, Tyreek Hill. Imagine who... what's going to happen when Tyreek Hill realises that their offence is a 20-yard maximum. Well, it well, might not be. Yeah, this is the I, thing. The main, the main question to me about the, um, I don't actually know the answer to this, Sam. So maybe you can help me. Have they got a new offensive coordinator in? Uh, or have they whittled that's... it down to one guy at all? Or is it still to those two fucking clowns? <laughs> that I don't know. They still got two guys wearing one of those big, you know, 
when pe- American parents buy their kids like the get along shirt, so they put one shirt as a two neck almost. There are two guys walking around in that and like a massive pair of trousers, just like pull the H back in. Um, but yeah, Tyreek Hill, I think, is obviously a fantastic pickup. Um, I do not think it will be a twenty-yard offense. This dude is fantastic in the short game. If Who, anyone... Can I ask you a question? Who's the third quarterback on Miami's depth chart? Because they're going to play at least two games. <laughs> so it's, it's best um, that we find out now. Is it Mike Gesicki? Yeah. Let's have a look. <laughs> oh, wait. Is, is it Jake Brisket? I yeah, feel like so one wow. thing that I will say, just it's quickly, Chris is Rebel. the Dolphins are way more interesting than any really any other team in terms of their free agency this year. Why are we on about their third choice quarterback? Because we're going exactly. to see him. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tua is going to be uninspiring and then get hurt in week five. Teddy's going to come in and be uninspiring and then get hurt in week nine. And then we've got three weeks of, of, of Streveler again. Let's, let's just... I mean, there is, have to see that there's, with no shirt there's a name that can help this team not be so fucking quick, dink and dunk. And his name's Teron Armstead. Yeah. The... He's going to under-impress and get hurt in week five. <laughs> and all, also, like, the left tackle is a far less important position on a team where the... The right tackle is the blind side. Just teach him to play right tackle. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. That's going to be great. You're on half seconds. You're going to hold have. his block for five seconds. <laughs> We're not half seconds longer than the rest of the offensive line. <laughs> hey, you leave <laughs> Connor Williams out of this. You got hit by 10 wins on that one. I'm used to 13. <laughs> um, Chase Edmonds. Yes. Um, Alex Ingold. Yes. Oh, Alex. Alex. Yes. How the Raiders let him leave. My apologies. Um, Cedric Wilson? Yes, Cedric Wilson. Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Who Wilson, was Cedric Waddle explosive as all hell in the in the Niners offense. Wilson, Waddle and Hill is the best receiving trio in the NFL. I'd say so. Yeah. So if Chris Streffler can't make it happen with those three. And then they've got like Preston Williams coming back for another year. So like they they have four guys that could easily start for the Houston Texans. Are you guys sorry, just to just to be clear, are you guys actually getting Chase Boyd and Higgins? What? That is a better wide receiver trio. Mm. I'd say that I don't think it is. Yeah. I think that there might be a case to be made. But I don't think it's right. <laughs> okay, sorry. Get back to your point. Um, it's it's going to be a fantastic offense to watch. Tua, Tua can get the ball out very quickly and very accurately as long as you're not more than, say, seven yards away from him. And then they've got enough people that are like explosive and quick enough to like make plays downfield. Is going to be throwing a fit like halfway through the season when Jalen Waddle gets 31 targets in a game. (laughs) (laughs) And also the interior line just collapsed. It's all so predictable. 
Who's the head coach? Oh, it's uh, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Mm. Who might be the weirdest <laughs> man in the NFL, by the way. Every interview really? that I've seen that he's done, he is the most awkward human being maybe in a sport league in the world. Oh, God. Yeah, everyone's going to get so on board the McDaniels hype train. And what I'm just going to be... Who is this everyone? I'm kind of already there. Uh, it's going to be like my Fitzpatrick too. <laughs> um, is is Fitzpatrick still out there? Uh, yes, yes. I think there was there was a lot of fear that his hip injury would be career ending, but I think he is still. Is anyone that scared about that? Me? That? Yeah, he's a. The league is better because it has Ryan Fitzpatrick. It'll be a sad day when we leave. Save it for the NFC episode because it's technically NFC. Yeah. Alright, let's let's wrap this up with the final team of the AFC that we haven't talked about. And fresh off of getting a jersey of this team from winning the predictions league and wearing it right now. Max, take it away (laughs) with your LA Chargers. I wish I had a more impactful name just now, but um, yeah, my <laughs> I could have caught. Wait, hang on. Do you want me to go for it again, but give you the full? Uh, the, the no, no, no. Give me a different name, like Impact. Um, impact Imp- Makoto. <laughs> impact. <laughs> impact. Oh, forget it. The Chargers <laughs> made some nice additions. They made some nice additions. They got JC Jackson. That's good. They got Khalil Mack. Okay, I've had my issues with that player. Um, they re-signed Mike Williams. They brought in Gerald Everett. Um, they brought in Sebastian Joseph Day, who presumably doesn't even need to move house. He's flipped from the blue side of Los Angeles to the blue side of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they haven't lost too many key pieces, I don't think. They lost Brian Balaga, who's pretty pretty old now. Um, but I would say offensive line and defensive line, um, interior defensive line are areas where they still need to improve. Um, probably interior line backing as well, potentially. I think it's the thing with the Chargers is every year it's like, oh, this team is better than last year. So what's what is it? <laughs> what's it going to be? Is it going to be injuries? Is it going to be you know the coach is going to have like we know he goes for it. We know he likes a little roll of the dice. Is he going to come up snake eyes eight hundred and fifty times in a row against almost astronomically impossible <laughs> odds? Um, it's not astronomically impossible for the Chargers. They'll they'll pull it off. Um, I don't know. They're an exciting team. Would, would you say they're the favourites for the division? That's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous thing to say about the Chargers. But yeah, I don't want to think that. The reason that they can't... I don't want to say there's no reason that they can't win the division, but what I will say is the reason that they can't win the division has not yet presented itself to us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sure something will come up. I'm sure Justin Herbert will sustain some sort of horrible, um, tr- like late drought related injury, or I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe LA will, will be split in twain by um, horrible seismic fault activities. Uh, it, it, it's all in the offing, frankly, because the Chargers oh, and set up for success. He's got one foot on either side of a tectonic plane. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. In the middle of a play. Yeah, that would be, be terrible. The thing, I mean, 
the thing yeah. for the Chargers is like Khalil Mack is a great signing. the The problem comes though is that people are sort of looking at this Bosa and Mack um, tandem, which will be incredibly terrifying until Bosa tears his ACL in Week Four. They're gonna, they're and then it'll be just Khalil Mack in Chicago again, where he's triple teamed and can't make anything happen, and he doesn't record a sack for twelve more weeks. And it's fine. I like really, this is I just honestly don't know if at this particular stage would I say Joey Bosa is better than the level that Robert Quinn played at last year for Chicago. Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, his peak is better than that, but on like a level of consistency, there's a lot of questions remaining. I think yeah, the Chargers have got they've got some needs, but man, it. Oh, I, mean, no I don't want to let myself. Oh, the temptation of the Chargers is like, imagine watching an, an advert for like a bar of, of galaxy chocolate and there's a woman in a white dress, which is my football fandom. And she's hovering, <laughs> hovering above like a shimmering chocolate ocean. It's a little bit like that scene in Get Out, um, but with chocolate instead. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, in fact, maybe actually the, the Get Out metaphor is much more appropriate. I'm fighting so hard. I don't want to be like the Chargers, man. It's happening. I don't want that to happen because I know how it ends. It's not happening. Something's going to happen. I don't know what it is yet, but it's going to. And in conclusion, Chargers 7 and 10 this year. <laughs> My favorite anyway, thing about the whole Chargers roster. I've got like severe temptation to give in to the overwhelming chocolatey sea of pleasure of the LA Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you follow that with a point? My God! Yeah. Well, luckily that was the last thing we have to cover, right? So let's just leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I don't know. Good. I don't know if I might have just missed it. But did you mention JC Yeah. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.